You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahraven.com. Alongside our Christmas mini-series, we have a special offer, Christmas 22 Mini, which if you use before the 30th of November, you'll get 20% off any Christmas order. Welcome to the first episode of our mini Christmas series, which is a celebration of giving you lots of inspiration of how to have a wonderful Christmas using lots of things from the garden and how to make it beautiful. Our first episode is on wreaths and we've covered these quite a bit, so we don't want to dwell too much on the sort of practicalities of how to make a wreath, but more to give real inspiration of absolutely thinking of the things outside your back door, whether it be in your garden or perhaps a little tiny bit, very careful picking from a hedgerow, if you have the landowner's permission, etc. But how you can really bring the outside in at this time of year and have just such a wonderful effect for no money. So over to you, Arthur, on what you're going to have this year for your Christmas wreath. Well, um, there was one year where I had to forage from brownfield sites to do quite a large wreath for a shop door. Actually, it was the door at the Bridgewater factory. And um, I remember going onto a brownfield site and being faced with a beautiful dry tapestry of dock leaf seed heads. Mm. And they're the kind of things that you'd never notice at any other time of year. And that's what I like about sometimes being forced to decorate on a budget. You you are made to see decay as, as something that can become beautiful. And yeah. so I'd got my big wreath base and it was a moss wreath base. And I cut lots of dock seed heads and I just sort of made them into individual posies. Mm. And with my string, they were tautly tied on each posy. So they, the ends overlapped each other. And it became what almost looked like a grouse's nest, yes. <laughs> if you can imagine that. So that sticks out for me. The thing that often saves reefs when you've used lots of brown is our good old friend copper wire fairy lights. So if yeah. you can get them stuffed in anything, I promise you by the evening when you've got visitors coming, they will make anything look gorgeous. Yeah. So sometimes if you've used lots of browns and decaying things, don't worry too much. If you hate it, just put it on the door, you know, half an hour before people are due to arrive and turn on the fairy lights and it will look very stylish and elegant regardless of what it looks like in the daytime. <laughs> it, it will, that's right. And those of you who live in acid country, I also think that bracken is a really good thing. Before mm. it gets too sopping wet, it just gives you that incredibly sort of beautiful burnished I don't know. I don't know how to describe that color. Honey blonde. I don't know. Anyway, it's the color of Highland cattle, isn't it? That amazing red color. It's actually yes. the color of my mother's hair, but it's beautiful. And that sort of frondiness and structure of bracken also forms a, a really lovely base. And so those are two things that no one is going to mind you picking at all. And then you're a great forager of silver birch too, aren't you? Yes, I am, because <laughs> you've taught me to be. But the wonderful thing about silver birch is it's, it wants to bend, so it's very easy to bend around the circle of a, of a reef base. And um, don't tie it on too much, though, because you want the, the shagginess of it. That's the whole point of it. 
Yeah. So I lo- I love silver birch. And there's there's another thing that I'm going to use this year, which is eucalyptus, because again, it's very pliable and very mm. shaggy. And if you want something for that lovely silver color of the underside leaf, and also something that's centered on the door too, I think eucalyptus is, is very stylish. And I'm seeing it being used more and more in the expensive florist reefs that you can order at vast expense. Yeah. Eucalyptus seems to be very much in vogue. And it, and that is, you know, if you don't have a garden and you don't have access to anything to forage, I mean, eucalyptus is a really good value thing because, of course, it dries. Mm. And so you could even then use that as the base for your wreath next door. So, yeah, I, I agree. Eucalyptus is great. And then more on the base, lots of us grow rosemary. And, of course, rosemary is an evergreen. It's still looking fresh as a daisy deep into the winter. And again, of course, it's fragrant. And whenever you crush it, you get that incredible aromatic smell. And so, you, you know, you can't go far wrong with, with rosemary. I mean, I, I think those are great. Hebes too, of course, the evergreen hebes, they're pretty good for wreath bases. The, the evergreen viburnums like viburnum tinus, that's pretty good. And then what about a bit more bling? If you, if you want more than your copper wire fairy lights so what are you going to have arthur for flowery bling or for berry bling i I do think the berries of ivy are pretty hard to beat really Mm. but the key thing to not have limp ivy by christmas eve is in my opinion to give it a lovely long cold bath overnight so it's all submerged so those lovely waxy leaves just able to absorb as much water as they can before they get stuffed into a wreath Otherwise, you'll find they quickly look like they need to be moisturised. Yeah. But I, I love the, the dark berry of ivy. Crab apple, if you've got it about, that, that should still be around. A little bit of that for, for nice colour. Yeah. Holly, if you can find holly, that's that's always lovely, that red. Sometimes the red of holly can be a little bit too much for me. That's why I prefer crab apple for that more, more scarlet than pillar box red colour. Yes. And if it carries on being relatively dryish, I find Chinese lantern is wonderful. Mm. And then my favorite of all for bling for autumn and Christmas wreaths is undoubtedly spindle, isn't it, for you, Euronymous Europeus? Just that incredible pink color sings out, you know, against your your eucalyptus or your rosemary or your silver birch or your bracken or whatever you're using. It's absolutely beautiful. And then we obviously can't finish without talking about hydrangeas. So, <laughs> which colours are your fave forage, Arthur? I love the the red burgundy ones, to be yeah. honest. But the the acid green of Annabelle is also very helpful. That can really help to lift very nicely. It depends, really. The Annabelles and the Incredibles they'll still have a bit of colour if you're late to do your Christmas wreath. Unfortunately, the the big traditional macrophyllas will have probably be, be brown by Christmas. So there's something you have to pick in advance. And I just literally, in my bedroom at the moment, have a big vase of them because if you pick them before the frost touches them, they'll keep their colour. So they they dry inside and then they come out on a wreath. But if you hang the wreath up early in the season, you'll find the, the colours are bleached by the cold quite quickly. Yeah. So I tend to add them in quite late in the day if I want a hydrangea wreath. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I think there's quite a lot of ideas to be going on there. Maybe we should list are five must-go-tos. I guess also if you've got Japanese anemone in your garden that has a lovely almost like drumstick seed head, that would be my number one. 
Number two, definitely in the sort of berry department, probably Malus superhensis still for berry. Clematis seed heads. So if you live in chalk country, you will have the wild old man's beard. And if you spray that with cheap hairspray from the supermarket, it keeps its fluff. So that would probably be my third. My fourth would definitely be Chinese lantern, which I mentioned. And fifth, in little water vials, which I would try and sort of lodge in the structure. And I would only have, when I was having a party, would be one of the hellebores. And I have maestro, which flowers here from uh, November onwards, basically. So definitely will be flowering at Christmas. And I also have the lovely large flowered Christmas rose called Helleborus niger potter's wheel. And I would use one or other of those in with my hydrangeas. What would be your five final wrap-ups, Arthur? Oh, definitely for Charles Dickens' Miss Havisham uh, effect, Panicum Sparkling Fountain by the the bunch load. Put it onto your base first, actually, even though it seems so delicate, because the problem is once you've stuffed your wreath, it's so delicate, you won't be able to get it onto the base. Mm. So I I pick it by the handful because I I love it so much. I have lots in the garden because I leave it for the birds. So I pick, pick it by the handful and then tie sprigs onto the base before anything else goes in just with garden string. I love honesty, if I've remembered to mm. save some, because it's so beautiful when you, you shell it, you get those lovely glistening pods. Mm. bit delicate to have out for long. So if you're someone who just likes a wreath up for the you know Christmas week, honesty will, will look nice. I love opium poppy seed heads. I think they're lovely. Yeah. And I also, going back to grasses, perennial grass, uh, chasmanthium, latifolium, just so beautiful, that lovely flattened fish scale-like shimmer. And I'm going to do what you're suggesting using the water vessels stuck in. I think uh, for a bit of exotic Christmas door fun, I'd pick a few Cabea Scanden flowers uh, to put in with the tendril just for a bit more mess. Yeah. And any hydrangeas that I've got to go in as well. Yeah. Great. So have a happy time making your Christmas wreaths, everybody. We hope you will. Don't buy them. Make them. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the first episode of our Christmas mini-series. The next one, we're going to cover tables and so how to make your Christmas table look luscious and lovely without costing a fortune. Alongside our Christmas mini-series, we have a special offer Christmas 22 mini, which if you use before the 30th of November, you'll get 20% off any Christmas order. You can find more information, photos and advice sheets on all the plants and recipes that we talk about in this podcast by heading to the links in the show notes or on our website at sarahaven.com.